So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Mino Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. My clients who couldn't get to me, I couldn't do their lashes, so I created, you know, lash virtual sessions online. They bought my lash products and I helped them place their lashes via Zoom, via FaceTime online. And that was their way also to support my business during that time and still look good for their Zoom calls and their meetings because they'll still happen for them. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Dion Phillips, founder of D Lashes. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and your feedback means so much to us. Make sure you leave a rating and a review. All right, everyone. Dion Phillips has been dubbed the premier authority of celebrity eyelash extensions and faux lashes. She is an artisan an innovator, an entrepreneur, and creator with over 20 years on the cutting edge of the fashion and beauty industries. Following a successful career as an actress and model, Dion knew she was onto something big when she started creating her own custom lash extensions for herself and a few close friends, let's just say celebrity friends. <laughs> what started as a passion project has blossomed into a cultural phenomenon that changed the beauty industry for good. Dion's passion lies in helping her extensive client list feel and look their best. And her talent is really her keen eye. Dion, a licensed esthetician, a fashion tastemaker for her entire career, yet she has the uncanny ability to give each client something fresh and personal, whether that be bold, glam eyelashes for a life-changing moment or a cleansing facial to indulge and pamper. Eyelash extensions have become an indispensable beauty staple, but despite their ambiguity, they are still an art. Dion uses the bespoke application technique she pioneered for celebrities such as Naomi Campbell, Victoria Beckham, Mary J. Blige, Nia Long, Hilary Duff, Sandra O, oh, Mindy Kaling, Christina Aguilera, Christina Ricci, Christine Milian, Steven Tyler, and a host of other A-list celebrities. Her one-of-a-kind services are offered from her state-of-the-art salon that includes world-class amenities and a rigorous standard of care and discretion. With an A-list clientele, Dion ensures the privacy of all of her guests and guarantees that each person who visits finds it to be a relaxing and serene experience. Dion has garnered editorial acclaim for her unique lash styles and expert styling advice. 
a Louis Vuitton City Guide favorite. She has made numerous appearances as an eyelash expert, having covered pre-Oscar and Emmy fashion segments for Extra, Access Hollywood, and Good Morning America. She has also been featured on the Doctors and Style Network. Her work has appeared in publications such as InStyle, Allure, Reebok, Town & Country, and Vogue. Held by many as the pioneer of custom lash extensions, Dion is passionate about training and educating the next generation of beauty professionals. She continues to build her lash empire while mentoring estheticians and artists all over the world. Dion, welcome to Business of the Beat. I am so honored to have you here. It's been a long time coming. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Kendra. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing at this very moment. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel the same way. I've just been giddy about talking to you and your career and your history. So before we get started, like, tell us everything. Like, where did you grow up? How did you get to L.A.? What's the story of Dion Phillips? Well, this little girl at one time started back in Ohio. I'm a Midwestern girl. I started back. I was born in Akron the hometown of LeBron James, but um, grew up in Toledo when my mom got remarried and um, Toledo, Ohio, which is like an hour, 45 minutes away from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I grew up as this young, actually shy girl, you know, very observant to other people. And um, I grew up in pageants. <laughs> I was a pageant girl mm -hmm. and I loved, I wanted to be Miss Ohio, Miss America. That was my thing. So um, I just, you know, um, grew up in pageants. And then from that, it transitioned over into modeling. Since Detroit was close, they had a lot of um, commercial catalog type jobs in the modeling. And of course, inspired by my mom, she had a little you know, church fashion show. So I wanted to be a model as well. So I looked up the biggest, I wanted to be the biggest model in that area. So I looked up Detroit, Michigan, which was closer and it had bigger things going on. But in Toledo, Ohio, they had like little local mall fashion shows and print job. So I did that. I end up actually from Detroit, Michigan, booking a huge modeling campaign that came out of New York City. And they flew me, I booked it and they, they flew me to New York. It was actually in Buffalo, New York this time. And I had booked another one in New York City. Well, that prompted me to move to New York City was huge. So I was in New York City at 19 years old as a young model, <laughs> a young black model as well, um, in New York City by myself. And I loved it. I knew I was always going to be in New York City. Just from, I remember my going backwards, my teen magazine days where I used to read teen magazine. And they used to have these model um, search to win a huge box of swag. Remember those? Remember yes, that? Yes. And then you get your picture posted in the magazine if you win. But I was sitting right in front of the TV and fill out all these postcards to make sure that I was going to win. So I filled out <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of them. So anyway, so I just always wanted to be this model in New York City. It actually ended up happening from my campaign. And then I was always going to auditions there and I wanted to look cute. And at the time... You know, back in 18 centuries. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I had Polaroids. It wasn't digital. You know, this is pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, pre-all of it, you know. And um, I used to cut up lashes and place them on myself. And then um, I would go to auditions and say, hey, um, these lashes will last for several weeks if you put them on yourself, whatever. And girls like, who does your makeup? Who does your hair? I'm like, come to my kitchen. I'll do your makeup and hair. And then one thing led to another where I've had 
Brandy and Serena Williams come into my kitchen and tweet um, to get their eyelashes done. And that's how I kind of got started. And um, developing, I used to call it extended wear lashes then, the eyelash extensions as everyone know it today. So yeah, that's how I got started. I love it. I mean, the tenacity <laughs> and, you know, some people say, oh, I want to be in the teen model search or I want to do this. And they may fill out one application here and again. And uh-huh. I love it. You're like, nope, I'm filling out hundreds of these. I'm going yes. to work. I'm going to manifest this. And yes. it's going to be. So and it's interesting because that was that's your passion. And you became a model and then yes. wanted to pivot. So what was that transition like to say, okay, I'm going to go from being in front to now being behind yes. and literally working on the face? Well, I, I got tired of chasing an audition all the time. You know, I've worked and modeled and I literally worked all over the world. A lot of people would not have, you know, they probably have seen me in like some bra and panty little commercial uh, ad. I used to do catalog for, um, <laughs> Remember Montgomery Wards, <laughs> Montgomery Wards and Spiegel, yes. like all those type things. You know, I was a little token black girl, you know, doing those little ads or a, a commercial for my first commercial was Sprite commercial. Um, I've done so many different things behind the scenes without really being known who I who I was. Um, and I just really got tired of just chasing auditions and. I love the joy of actually giving to someone and, and, and adding value to their lives. And when I saw that after I applied the eyelashes, that would, that's what gave me the, the go ahead to pivot behind the scenes. Wow. It's, yes. it's interesting because we're always looking for something, right? And then we get it and something else drops into our life in that moment. And if we're open to receiving it, then we have this expanded life than we yes. imagined because it's not as though when you were when you were younger from what I heard that you said oh my gosh I'm gonna go and create this company and it's gonna be lashes and how did you even I mean the thought process it's terrifying to me by the way I'm gonna take one of your one-on-one courses but right <laughs> you even know to cut up the lashes and put them on yourself like how did you know that I just have an obsession with eyes. I love eyes the way just different. You can just see so much in people's eyes. Um, at the time, I literally wanted something not so aggressive on my eyes. So just cutting up the lashes, there was no tool. There was no tools for individual lashes out there. You know, I would go to makeup beauty supply stores and try to find little single lashes. They had little single like plastic little lashes you could apply on. And I didn't like the whole full look of it. I like the whole wispy look. And for models then, and especially in New York City, you have to you have to appear really natural. You can't come dressed and done. They want to see the palette that they can create on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make sure that my Polaroids and my eyes stood out because Polaroid pictures at the time was very contrasty. Mm-hmm. And you really can't see, especially with a brown girl like me, you couldn't really see us that well unless the hot lighting is great on a Polaroid. So I just, I just, I don't know. I had um, just the, I guess the young innovation of just cutting up the lashes and just <laughs> one at a time, you know, I, I would, always would place like three little lashes on my eyes. It would just kind of give me the wispy kind of look during that time. But yeah, the I, love of eyes has uh, started this <laughs> and didn't know. Well, we talk about passion to purpose and like yeah. when you're passionate about something and that young innovator in you, I mean, 
So you said young innovator, but you're still an innovator. And let's talk about, I mean, it's been over two decades at this point. You are a pioneer. Everyone knows that you really started so many trends in the lash industry. What's happened in your industry? What's happened with lashes? What innovation are you seeing from two decades ago to now? And how, how are you inspired by that? Oh, my gosh. I'm inspired to just be better than I was yesterday. <laughs> you know, um, the innovation has changed. Oh, my gosh. As we see now, we see everything is so um, I, my word, I think today is going to be aggressive <laughs> because I think that's what what we're, where we're at right now in 2021. Lashes came. I mean, still people who, who love the looks of, of a natural look, but there's also the younger generation who love this bold, big, in-your-face hair to, you know, feathery brows to big, long, thick lashes. You know what I mean? So there is some differences where people do not want um, a natural look, you know, and they want something big and bold because I think a lot of the times they don't even know what what options they are. They think natural is really not seen, you know, um, I think a lot of them want to be seen. <laughs> so they're putting on these bold lashes, bold, thick, long lashes. I call them 22 inch bundles on their eyes. Um, <laughs> that's what it seems like it is. <laughs> but, you know, there's some people who like that, you know what I mean? And there's some people who just want a natural, clean, polished look of a, a, a lash. And I, I wanted to create all different versions of, of the lash since they are changing and that keeps me relevant and also up to date with what's going on today. Well, you know, it's interesting when you talk about relevancy and the different types and how, mm-hmm. you know, I think with all of us, we have to grow our businesses. We have to yes. learn and be inspired to learn. And yes. let's talk about that when you say that you've Ooh. created lashes for everyone. So in 2012, you mm-hmm. launched your your product line, your luxury product yes. line. Yes, actually, 2006, I oh, launched it. <laughs> Even better. Even yes. better. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was a, a, being the first of, of launching lashes. I wanted to create something. You know, the service part of my business um, was applying individual lashes to your natural lashes. And um, from growing my kitchen at the time, um, from four to six people come to my kitchen to a six month waiting list, I had, I couldn't get to everybody. So I had to, I feel like I had to create something for people in Ohio or people in, you know, Iowa to have a part of D lashes at the time. So that's when I create the eyelash collection. Wow. And what was that like? I mean, we have so many entrepreneurs, um, founders that listen, and we're always getting the question of, you know, especially when we talk to our celebrity stylists and hairstylists and and manicurists, like that leap to go from service providing into now product development. How did you make that transition from formulas to manufacturing to product development? I, at the time I attended a lot of trade shows, I went and I said yes to everything I, I've been doing since I was little, <laughs> saying yes until I can't say yes anymore. Um, I just I just did a lot of research online. Um, you know, Google was my best friend and meeting people at trade shows and, and beauty events and things like that. Um, I later on, I had met um, 
um, you had actually spoke at one of them. I think it was Beauty, Beauty something, Beauty, oh, I forget the name of it. Anyway, it's one of them that you, you spoke at. And I, that's how I really um, discovered you at one of the events. And I remember meeting another woman there, De, um, I can't remember her name, Deandra. Anyway, she introduced me to a manufacturer for my boxes. I was getting boxes. I was paying for boxes so much for my little lash boxes at the time. And she goes, no, call this company. So it's just meeting people. And she introduced me to other resources I could use for my for my brand. I started developing um, the boxes. And then, um, again, researching online, looking for a box designer, um, a brand designer, and um, just meeting different people and spending a lot of money <laughs> on trial and error. And I wanted something different um, on the shelves versus what you see. You know, there was nothing on the shelves but Ardell or Duo on the shelves. So I'm not there yet, but I will be. Um, so I wanted my, my lash box to be a bit different then and, and to kind of incorporate my fashion background from being a model in New York City. And would I love, you know, something super clean as far as the look of the box, the lash box. And um, that's how I developed basically my lash products. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. there's so much information out there. It does take the time to kind of think through it and that trial and error that you mentioned, but the tenacity to say, again, like your tenacity, I'm going to keep going and going. And then <laughs> you had your kits and the boxes. How did you move into candles and color cosmetics and, and the, the differentiation that you have in your shop now? So for my clients coming to me to, um, and I'm going to back up a little bit. When I was doing lashes from my kitchen, I would meet women at the Starbucks and at coffee shops, the gas station and a grocery store line and just, you know, kind of promote my products. Like, look, I have these lashes. They stay on for several weeks. And a lot of them would shun me and like, no, we don't want that. Uh, what's, what is that? How does that work? What does that do? You know? And um, at the time when, uh, Brandy and Serena and all those were talking about me on the red carpets. Um, I met this woman named Kate Somerville. <laughs> and Kate Somerville, um, as we know today, was my client. And she said, why don't you come to my spa when I moved out here to L.A.? I was back and forth out here to L.A. because my, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, was um, had a job um, transfer. And um, actually, he was a model as well. And he came out of modeling and then um, started working here in, in California. I was trying to give you a timeline. Anyway, um, met Kate Somerville. She's like, come to my spa. I was like, I'm not sure. I'm still kind of modeling. I was still dipping in and out of modeling, still on auditions. My agent was pissed because I wouldn't, you know, show up at auditions because I didn't want to be there actually anymore. Um, and she goes, no, I'll just, I said, I'll just work on Mondays only because I'm still back and forth in New York and I don't want to um, be there full time. She goes, no problem. Just come in and work there. And she wanted her lashes done anyway. So that's why I was there. <laughs> so from Kate, um, Paris Hilton at the time when she was touching everything, um, she came in and um, she's like, you know, the first thing she said, don't mess up my lashes. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I got this. Um, she mentioned me in People Magazine and that's when I went to an eight month waiting list. Wow. So I literally had no time to you know, really do anything, but just try to fill my, um, wait list. So from that time, you know, like I said, people could not get to me 
from the wait list, I had to create something that you can get in different in different other states. So I create the eyelash collection. And I want the lashes to appear and look like eyelash extensions. So that's what my line is. It's a natural to full eyelash collection um, of strip lashes. Wow. Yes. Like in terms of just lashes, because it's so fascinating. I had my first experience a few years ago and I feel Mm -hmm. like during COVID, it was (laughs) a life saver being on Zoom. Like as long as my lashes are popping, then I am good. So yes. how do you even iterate in terms of the the last business? Like I know you talked about the different mm-hmm. styles and trends, but mm-hmm. like what's your research and development process to figure out like what new lash styles to come out with? The market, the market tells you, you know, I see what people are needing right now. It should solve that problem for everyone. Um, everyone, all of us were wearing masks. So the focus has been on our eyes. So that, um, was the answer for me to, you know, fill everyone's needs and what they, what they wanted. They wanted something really natural. You can't have anything too big and too long because you have this mask on already that's constricting our breathing at the time. Um, however, you know, the market tells me what, what is needed. You know, I listen to my clients. That's it's very important. When they come in, they tell me, you know, they want them longer over here. They want them, you know, shorter here, whatever it is. And I listen to that and that helps me create my, my lash line, and also um, just to be aware of the needs of my clients in the market. Well, it's, you know, that's really, it's it's good because a lot of our founders talk about how they learned so much about their companies. Like they had one idea, yeah. but when they started <laughs> taking it away from themselves and listening yes. to the market, but more importantly, listening to the clients. And there was this mm-hmm. quote that I read of you and I loved it. And I was like, everybody, no matter what industry needs to hear this, but you said, my clients understand me. They know me. I'm yes. dedicated to not just eyelashes, but to them. Yes. And as you talk I, about the role that they play in helping develop products, I'm like, you've you've got it. What's that? What's that client relationship, especially for something so personal? Oh my gosh, it's so personal because I'm up in your face, you know. Especially right now, even even now with with COVID, unfortunately, I have to have. Um, clients test or show me their vaccination card before they enter my studio because it's to keep us both safe. We don't know what this thing is. And um, again, that up and close personal interaction with my clients is, is just very important. Um, I, I just listen to them. You know, the, re- the relationships I built is just phenomenal of, you know, lashing out some of the most iconic inspira- in- inspired um, women and men in the world, you know what I mean? And that's what drives me um, is sometimes listen to the conversations where I can't tell on the phone they have in their meeting through a speaker phone to just talking about their careers and how they got started. And, um, and also thinking about, I think about also you attract who you are. So, you know, being in this industry, I, I definitely attract, you know, a lot of amazing people. So it told me a lot like, wow, I really, I really did something. It helps, it helps you second guess, like you are in the best company. (laughs) Um, If that makes sense. Yeah, it it really does make sense. And it is really interesting. I think one of the things um, 
that I love about having my own agency is that same thing about attracting the people that I want to work with and mm-hmm. having the ability to say, like, I'm positive. This is my energy. We're all going to be yes. together. And in order for us to share space, we need to yeah. have it. So I love that you attract who you are. And yes. I think that that's, you know, even even how we met at the conference so long ago. Yes. <laughs> and how excited I've been to get this one-on-one time with you. So yes. let's talk about the salon because you have this luxury last spa in Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. How has that experience been? You mentioned kind of the new COVID protocols, but it's mm-hmm. so fascinating. And so many, again, of our founders are like, how do I know when it's time to open my own shop and being weary of coming out of this post COVID, but you've had your salon for a while. So what, what yes. does that look like now for you? Um, it's been great, actually. Um, you know, when I transitioned out of Kate Somerville to my own space, um, still in Beverly Hills, um, you know, I want to just create a space for just D lashes and not other items. So people are, it's just very, um, it was niche focused, um, for my place. There was no lash spot anywhere, um, in the world. And I wanted to create that first. Um, I've been behind the scenes all this time cause I've been in the studio lashing out everybody all these years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then I have to, you know, work on my project of my lashes at, you know, till four in the morning when I get home, <laughs> you know, um, Anyway, but the transition has been, it's been interesting. I'll just say that much. It's been interesting. And I've just been doing the best I can right now at this time. Um, right now, like I said before, I, during COVID, I just tr- try not to, I reduce my exposure to a lot of my clients from doing 10 clients, now doing like five clients a day. Um, I have some brand partnerships with Molecule Air Purifier, the only FDA air purifier in the market that I placed in my small, quaint, um, uh, quiet studio. And Touchland hand sanitizer, they sent me um, dispenser for my clients to come in. So I'm just doing all these different things um, to keep everyone safe and me safe during this time. Of course, wearing the mask full time. I even have them just come and I set up the whole environment for them just to sleep. So they're not talking. So no droplets are being exposed. Um, (laughs) Little things like that. So until we really know, I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I'm just going to follow what I've learned throughout this whole time as we all are navigating through this challenging time. So yeah, it's been interesting. (laughs) I, I know I hear so many people and it's so, it's so funny because lashes, makeup artists, hairstylists. I feel like as a client, we just like talk to you all the time. So mm-hmm. that would be even yes, different. We are your therapists. <laughs> we are your therapists. We are your teachers. We are your glam squad. We are whatever you want us at that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a personal relationship. I mean, like, okay, don't, don't talk. Um, yes. and you just mentioned teaching which I think is phenomenal because you have had such a, an amazing career. You do teaching and you do education and your master classes. How do you find the balance? Because when we talk about celebrity clients, I mean, mm. your clients are top of the top, elite, red carpets, winning awards, you're traveling, and you also educate and give back. So how do you find the balance, salon owner, working like working oh artist and teacher? 
Well, think well before even COVID, um, I was even teaching. Then I would I had set up a, um, a mentorship program on my on my site where you know young girls from beauty academies would come, and if they didn't want to do brows or hair or whatever it was, um, I extended that education to them um, to my studio, and I would use some of the beauty academy kids who were in school building up hours to come and have a day at the lashes. Um, for a lash spa and there's other business aspects um, to the business instead of just putting on eyelashes, you have to be your bookkeeper. You have to be your own marketing person. You have to be all those things when you are a, a business entrepreneur starting out. So those things are, you know, pivotal in a career. So, and now I'm going fast forward towards, toward COVID my clients who couldn't get to me, I couldn't do their lashes. So I created, you know, lash virtual sessions online. They bought my lash products and I helped them place their lashes via Zoom, via FaceTime online. And that was their way also to support my business during that time and still look good for their Zoom calls and their meetings because those still happened for them. So and then I was, you know, the first to do that as well. Um, and then you've seen a lot of the other businesses follow that whole business model of doing virtual sessions online. And then I thought like all these academies do not have in-class meetings. So I literally proposed um, different academies across the United States to start teaching them online and virtual classes because these people paid money for their classes and they couldn't default on it. So I was teaching to 45 students, you know, twice a week. I created a curriculum for lashes. They're getting someone who actually works in the industry and getting to the position where I'm at currently now, um, if they want to have a, a business and browse or lashes. So I had my little mannequin with the removable eyelids and I would teach them. I had two phones up and would teach them online. And we all actually worked online um, doing eyelash extensions to marketing and other aspects of the business, not just the technical part of eyelash extensions. So yeah, that's how I pivoted in that time. You know, it's so good to hear you talk about that because sometimes we get so caught up in the idea or our passion that we lose sight of as founders, the business aspects. Without understanding the business aspect, then yes. you don't have to do the fun things, right? Yes. <laughs> and as as they can become like helping artists understand, we had an amazing brow specialist on the show and that's mm-hmm. what she talked about. She's like, I'm actually a businesswoman first because yes. I've had to figure out margins and sourcing and all the pieces yes. of owning a salon. I mean, that's real estate. So yes, it is. there's a lot that goes into that. And, and what are you, so we have education, we have the salon. I mean, what are the next three to five years look like you're developing your 3d lashes technology like what is what does the future look like for Dion Phillips and D lash well during the that I had developed I'm not sure if you're aware of that I already developed an eyeliner um, glue pen that um, people at home can apply lashes because sometimes lashes like oh, I can't apply strip lashes on you hear this this comment from from people, they're too overwhelming or whatever it is. So I made it easier, again, solving a problem. Um, it's not magnetic. Um, it's an eyeliner that attaches right to your lash line with the lashes. So InStyle Magazine actually um, is their favorite lash tool um, that I've created, the de-adhesive um, eyeliner pen, and that goes with the strip lashes. 
Um, for the future of D-Lashes, <clears throat> I plan on expanding into more education for the next generation of lash artists. Um, I would love to be a part of their lives of, you know, their, especially these days, people are trying to get closer to celebrity. I want, how do you get celebrity clients? It's constantly hearing that. And it just came easy for me as far as like, I didn't even know I had a business then. I just was just doing great lashes for them. You know, um, I think, you know, this generation has to understand that you have to have consistency and remembering your why you're doing it and not just doing it for, you know, the celebrity aspect of it because it'll never happen. Um, but the next generation for me is I'm looking to build a, another beautiful high end lash spa slash educational piece to my business. Um, and that's for the next generation. I would love to be a part of state board since we know now in this COVID sanitation and disinfection is very important for lash artists. We were out the longest because, um, they say that, you know, they, they weren't sure how this thing was spreading or whatever it is, but we are trained by the state um, to have disinfection and sanitation pro protocols for our businesses. So basically everyone in the world has become a little bit of estheticians because <laughs> we have to keep clean and all these things that have happened during this time. You know, we've been here, we've been doing these things. So I would love just to be a part of um, the educational piece for a lot of artists coming up, either be it lash artists or business people and helping them expand their, their brand right now. You know, a lot of people are not going back to work and they're trying to figure it out. And I would love to be a part of that, figuring it out. That I think is so key. Like we all have to give back. I feel like, like I've been in such a place of how do I support as many people as I can um, mm -hmm. while I'm still in my business and how does giving back become everything that we do? And it doesn't have to be a structured mentor program. It's exactly what you said. Like I'm providing the education. I'm coming up with all these new things. I'm working with the education board. And and you're right. You know, I hadn't thought about that in terms of lash professionals because you're right. And even when you talked about the talking and the droplets and like how things are spread. Um, so it's it's. Wow, it's just fascinating. Yeah, I mean, we have to, we have to think about those things, and we're trained in in school um, about disinfection and sanitation as much as we can. Now we have new protocols now, you know, since COVID. So these things have to be put in place. Going on is I right now as we see because we're in it. It's not going to go away for a while, and to keep everyone safe. And I don't want to be the super spreader. You know what I mean? So I keep my exposure down. <laughs> I keep, you know, I'm doing five people. That's it. Cut off. Nobody else. It's harder because literally I have seven people on my phone trying to get an appointment and I can't figure, I can't do it right now. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And how do you, <laughs> it's interesting because I work with, um, and we'll wrap, I, I work with mm -hmm. a few celebrity stylists and it's this interesting conversation between balancing, you know, us regulars. Because um, yes. <laughs> a lot of my, you know, my team, they're just like the professionals. Um, it's a different way of working than what the celebrities are being on set. And they're trying yeah. to balance us who are the regulars because just in terms of having a day-to-day -day job versus yes. the celebrity nature of being on set and offset. How do you balance the celebrity with the day-to-day -day in your wait list? Oh my gosh, my balance day to day by separating everything. I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm a CEO, I'm the therapist, 
I'm the, you know, whatever it is, but I balance it by literally time management is very important for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I have a software for my clients. I literally schedule everything. I schedule my Peloton workouts in the morning. I schedule, <laughs> I schedule all those things, you know, um, I have a, you know, a, you know, software where clients are booking online. And if that schedule was booked up, they know I get booked up fast. So I, I actually teach them to book ahead. So this, this is how I get a year booked in advance because they're booking their appointments. They have to come in for touch-ups with eyelash extensions. Um, so when they're there, I make sure they're booking. You can't just say, Oh, I'll wait till next week and see how it goes. Cause my schedule. Okay. Good luck. They're all, they're also, I let them know at that time that you may not get in at that time, but with my celebrities, I keep it separate where the certain days I'm doing them. And mind you, everyone's the same. A lot of people think that, oh, celebrity is going to be first. or I'll cancel that person to put a celebrity in. No, that's not it. Um, I'm a New Yorker. I don't care what people, (laughs) how these celebrities are. I'm not making a $20 million film. You know what I mean? So I got to do what I got to do with this time. I can't cancel you and lose you. I can't do that. Anyway, so um, I, I... prioritize them by putting in right now I do Monday, Tuesdays, my celebrity clients where I'm house calling people or I'm traveling. And then I have my, my appointments and some of them still come in the studio as well, but they're by appointment only. And that's how I keep my schedule and balance, you know, in the morning and really doing hard stops and, 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 and making sure that I'm keeping up with my time because time is my business. So I have to make sure that I'm on point with that. Wow. Time is my business. Woo. That's yes. great. I'm like, I live by my calendar. I can't do it anymore. When people text right? me, like trying to call me in the middle of the day, I'm like, I wish I was that impromptu, but yes. I got a schedule or yes. it doesn't happen. Yeah, and sometimes it does get flexible. I mean, I do, I can try. I mean, before I was trying to squeeze people in on my lunch break, I wouldn't eat, but I was taking time away from myself. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I can't do that. I have to keep you know, my stomach not growling during the sessions. So I had to make sure I'm eating my lunch for a quick minute. You know what I mean? Making a phone call, doing a quick meeting in between. So I really schedule the times as much as I can. Sometimes it, it falls apart. We are in retrograde right now. So yes, I'm making sure that I'm on, on point. Yes. <laughs> yes, right? we are. I feel it. I'm like, okay. So um, all, all those readers who follow that part. Yes. This is that part too. I was like, <laughs> communication just falls apart. well Dion this has just been so fun like I said I I was so excited to talk to you um thank you for sharing for educating for just your willingness to to communicate well and share yes thank you (laughs) so thank you and before we we wrap up we always end the show with just sharing and supporting community so I always ask, like, what's one product brand that you're excited about? Um, we will all check out D-Lashes. But if there's another brand that you'd like to shout out so we can all check it out and support. Yes, definitely. Of course, D-Lashes, luxury lashes. Um, I would love to promote and and, and mention. Um, but right now, I'll be launching soon. We hasn't really spoke about yet. But um, on 13 Loon, I'm the uh, exclusive eyelash brand luxury lash brand on 13 loon yay yes, we love, I love 13 loon yes we're supporting black beauty brands who are doing phenomenal things during this time and it's about time that we are seen i feel seen 
actually on um, this website. You know, I've been behind the scenes and no one even knew I was a black girl. I was French. So <laughs> and um, this little brown girl, like I said, has has lashed out the most iconic faces in the world. Still do. I don't always talk about them on Instagram. I would have three million followers or more if I did. But there are NDAs, so <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just make sure that um, I promote or or inspired by my lashettes um, or lashers because I do have men as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, I love um, just what Thirteen Moons is about and what they're doing at this time right now for us. Um, like I said before, um, earlier in the conversation. I'll be expanding my brand soon, but just waiting on some things in our market right now <clears throat> to expand your lashes into another, to be on your, on your shelf. So hopefully that will be coming soon. Wow. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yes. And I love, I was literally shopping on 13 Loom yesterday. So my order oh. should be very quickly. And I love Nikeo and she's a dear friend and you know, yes. it's so great what she and Patrick have built and it's exciting for all of us. So I will be on the lookout for that because I, I yeah. my 15 Loon shopping cart is just popping. So yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> my, mine too. I love it. I love what she's doing and um, I'm super excited to be a part of it. And I'm just so happy that people can actually um, see Delashes thank and buy Delashes. Thank you so much. And buy <laughs> See, be heard, and buy. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dion. This has been such a treat. We appreciate you, everyone. Please make sure that you do <gasps> D-Lashes and Dion. Yes. I so thank you for having me on here to, you know, share with, share with the world of what I've been doing. And yes, I've been here a long time before all these crazy lashes and lashes everywhere. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me and appreciating what I do. So every week I share an influencer I'm checking out and thanks to Dion, make sure to check out 13 Loon. That is at 13 Loon. It's one of my favorites. I have a package coming from them. So I love that Dion and I share that in common. And as always, I love to leave you with one thing from today's guest. And that is how will you manage your time to be more effective? Dion said, time is my business. So let's all look at time and balancing our time with our output and what we need to recharge ourselves and be successful. So follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode and make sure you leave a rating and review. Until next Sunday. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, associate producer Ariel Mancibo, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast, And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a mean old line media production. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. <laughs> 